Menace to Sports is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity, like Progressive Home and Auto Policies. They're best when bundled, too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save over $775 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings is $779 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary, not available in all states. It is Thursday, October 28th. Welcome to Menace to Sports, episode 173 for the second time. I was wrong yesterday on the uh, episode number, but we're this is an oh man, I'm so excited for this episode. I honestly could have kept analyzing the two huge games in the Midwest for another five hours, but at some point, analysis needs to stop and I need to re- record and get this show out to you with enough time. You got two days to listen to it, really three days for some of these games. Like Ohio State is a night game. Speaking of, if you are in town, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, come to our tailgate. Braxton Miller and myself supporting two great foundations, a bunch of great causes right at the point on lane next to varsity club. It's Halloween party, spooky season. We are going to be down there and I mean, getting after it. Great drinks, great food. I've told you all about it. Check our our social media. If you want to see it on Eventbrite, charging on lane with a one as the eye, it's 50 bucks. All you can eat all night. Plus two drink tickets. Drink tickets are cheap as shit. We're going to have jello, peanut butter, jello shots, um, all kinds of stuff. So it's going to be a blast. And, and I want you, I don't want you to miss out. We're doing it for this game and Michigan state game, the two huge games coming up. And, uh, we're looking into maybe going up to Ann Arbor. How about that? I also want to shout out game day liner. If you guys want to check them out, uh, search them on Twitter. Uh, they just hooked me up with this badass game day, like tailgate liner for your, for a truck. If you have a truck, it's turf. It has my logo on it. They have them for all the different colleges. It's badass. So shout out to my guy, Jimmy at, at game day liner for that. Um, we, I will you check it out at the tailgate. If you come to the tailgate, my truck will be down there and I'm going to have their liner in my truck. Um, all right. So what else we have? On the, so we have that on the set. We're going to break down Ohio state, Penn state. We're going to break down Michigan, Michigan state. I was going to do Florida, Georgia, but I couldn't stop analyzing this four team monster in the big 10 East, the best division in any conference in all of football, uh, this year. I mean, not even close. And these, these, this is going to be a hell of a weekend. Now I know Penn state just lost, uh, to, to Illinois and fucked everything up. But anyways, it's going to be it's going to be crazy to watch. Um, so we're going to break those down. Also going to have our lead handicapper for Menace to Picks. Come on. Uh, make sure if you guys haven't checked out Menace to Picks, check it out because it's been absolutely silly this month. You know, we go hot and cold, but October, for whatever reason, we've hit no cold streaks. I mean, it's been heater after heater. I think we've had like two losing days in the la- in 28 days. Absurd. So I'm going to give you right now, uh, we partner with MyBookie. If you go to MyBookie, uh, they do a deposit match, right? You go sign up, new account, deposit 100 bucks, they give you 100 bucks free. So now you have 200 bucks, right? So when I give you these plays, and if you want to take uh, the Sportsbook Jokers plays at the end of the show, that's fine too. When I give you these plays, you can bet free money. Right and 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 my play tonight. So get it in quick. Uh, it starts starts in a couple hours. Is is the Arizona Cardinals and Tampa Bay Lightning money line parlay? Two favorites that should win. Give you uh, back better than even or no a little little under even money. So I think it's two fifty to win two twenty or something like that. So 
Go bet it right now. Go to my bookie. Use our promo code MENACE. Get a deposit match, free money, and bet that parlay. Arizona Cardinals, Tampa Bay Lightning, it's going to hit. I'm telling you. After you do, you'll have extra money. You can sign up for Menace to Picks. It'll be a hell of a deal. We'll gamble our way to a vacation in the Bahamas. What do you say? Let's all go, Menace Nation. So sign up with my bookie, promo code Menace, and uh, get that free cash. Um, so that's that. We got gambling on the show. We got two huge Midwest matchups. What the fuck else do you want in the world, right? Gambling and two huge games. This weekend is going to be epic. Oh, that's what? A tailgate with Braxton Miller, myself, and other former players. Um, come hang out. And uh, let's celebrate, man. This weekend's almost here. We're two days away. If you're listening on Thursday, really 36 hours from the weekend or 24, I guess your workday's done 24 hours until it's the freaking weekend. Let's have us some fun, but enough about that. Let's get to the show. Watches downfield. It's Olave. He's got a touchdown. Ohio State. Why am I talking to you? You're not even in football. Yeah. Did you even play to the high school level? You took journalism. It's a bunch of nerds. Interrupting people who know what they're doing. <laughs> it goes to the corner, dies in the corner. He didn't get there. No, they say he did. And Indiana wins. The commissioner could literally punt a baby with his wingtips on. I'm still going to watch on Sunday. Looking for the deep ball. Touchdown, Ohio State. Garrett Olsen. I don't condone the man's actions, but it's football. I have to watch it. This is all I have. On first down, it's Brees Hall. He doesn't go down. He might go all the way. He stays on his feet again and scores. I wasn't going to hit a woman, but then that guy in the Ravens did it, so I guess it's okay. All right, if you aren't fired up enough from that intro and that intro music, I've got an audio clip that is going to get your shit rocking for this Penn State game. The scarlet out in the shoe. You talk about energy. The, a night game at Ohio State is different, different. I'm telling you, it is one of the top probably 10 atmospheres in college football. Probably a little higher than that. I mean, it, you, you go through the swamp, Death Valley. I mean, Alabama at night's nuts. Tennessee at night is nuts. I mean, the Tennessee Ole Miss game was rocking, the one I was supposed to be at. Um, and a whiteout at Penn State, obviously. But I'm telling you, I, I said it on the morning show. Shout out to the new morning show we launched every morning on here. Um that there's something about a not just a night game in the shoe, but a night game against Penn State in the shoe because Ohio State fans feel so much envy for the whiteout, right? The night game in Penn State, in State College, the whiteout. It's almost like a competition. And they're losing, but it's a competition. And so something's different about that night game uh, against Penn State. And it's coming to the shoe, and it's going to be nuts. I bet you we can hear the crowd all night from our tailgate. Now, it's not that far away from the stadium, so it's not that shocking. But it's going to be electric, man. But if you're not fired up about that, I'm going to let you listen to a little clip that Ohio State put out from one, the one and only Larry Johnson, the best D-line coach in the country, long, long time Penn State assistant coach, um, tried to get the Penn State job when Bill O'Brien got it. They, they, they didn't give it to him, so he got defuck out of town, came to the Buckeyes and been whooping that ass ever since. And he always brings a little bit different energy when it was Penn State week. He's just a little bad blood, right? He feels disrespected. You know, his his former place. He loved it. They didn't love him back. And now he's at Ohio State beating that ass. So I'm going to let LJ take the mic for a minute and get you fired up for this Ohio State-Penn State game. On day 12. First of all, what happens is your body controls the mind. 
Your body tells your mind to shut down. And when you shut down, you lose the day. The edge is not going to the edge to say, I'm average, I'm good. I'm good for the day. We got enough elite players, they should be dragging guys to be elite. It doesn't stop being average. It begins to be elite when you can cross the line. Today is that kind of day. You can feel it. You can sense it. The guy said, my body is sore. My mind is hurting, so I'm gonna shut down today. We got a chance to do one thing that every team in the country can't do. We got a chance to step up, man. We got a chance to step on a ledge, you know what I mean? And to me, I think it's a free fall. To be elite, you gotta take a free fall. That means you can't be afraid to go to the edge. And coach said, jump. You said, how far, coach? Where you want me to go? Every guy got a chance to do that today. If you're elite, grab somebody today. Take it with you. Woo, boy. If you don't have chills right now, check your fucking pulse, man. And I want you to know that speech right there was, I was on staff for that. That was, what, four years ago. Uh, it just, you talk about, wow. Wow, be elite, man. Step up to the edge and free fall. Dive into greatness, right? It takes a special person to reach that edge where most people quit and push past it and free fall into legendary elite status. I mean, wow, Larry, you got me, man. You got me going. All right, let's talk about this Ohio State-Penn State game. Starting off with Penn State's defense. I know what Illinois did to them. I saw it. Now, you run the ball 60 fucking times on someone, you're going to get yards, right? And obviously, they beat them. But this, this Penn State defense is the second best defense in the Big Ten behind Wisconsin if you look at yards per play, 4.3 yards per play. Here's what I don't like, right? I don't like looking at, oh, what's their rush offense re- like rank? And it's like, oh, they give up 200 yards rushing. It's like, yeah, how many times did somebody run it on them, right? Maybe they have – it's been run on them more, and that's why they've given up more yards. I hate those kind of stats. I like averages, right? What is the average number of yards they get when they run it? What's the average number of yards they get when they pass it? How – how effective is the pass, right? What percentage do they complete passes? And the best stat for defense, by far, bar none, is yards per play. What is a team average every time they run a play, right? They are the second best defense in the Big Ten behind uh, Wisconsin at 4.3 yards per play. For comparison's sake, Ohio State is at 5 in, in the Big Ten at 4.8 yards per play, right? They've created the second most turnovers in the entire conference. 13 of them. Nine of them have been interceptions. They have the third best passing defense in the Big Ten, but a very average rush defense. A lot of that is because of Illinois, right? When you look at the, when I, when I watch their film, I see two players that are really, really good in the secondary when it comes to their pass defense, right? Third best pass defense in the Big Ten. Joey Porter Jr. is the fourth best corner in the Big Ten uh, grade-wise, 81%. He's only allowed 19 catches on 32 attempts, no touchdowns. This kid's a really good player. Now, is he going to be able to cover Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson? I don't know, probably not, but I'm going to talk about that in a minute. He's a really, really good player. And then their safety, Jaquan Brisker, is one of the top safeties in the Big Ten. He's a top five safety uh, grade-wise. He, he, he's only allowed a 42% completion percentage, which he's, yet to, he's also yet to give up a touchdown. So those are their two solid, solid guys on, in the secondary. And it's like the tale of two secondaries, right? The other half of the secondary, boy, you talk about find a fish, the weak link, Tariq Castro-Fields, and we talked about him when they played Wisconsin because Danny Davis ate his ass alive. Six for six. Six catches on six targets. He also leads 
he's, he leads the team. I, guess, I don't know if that's the way you want to say it. Leads the team in a, in a category you don't want to lead the team in, in missed tackles. He has 10 missed tackles on the year already. He is the weak link of this defense. Make no mistake. Find him. Tariq Castro-Fields. Now, the other, the other weak link is their safety, Jair uh, Brown. I'm sorry, Jair Brown. He's already given up two touchdowns this year. So, so they have two strong DBs and two weak DBs, right? And the reality is this. You look at the Big Ten receiver course, no one is on a level Ohio State's on. We know that. But not only that, no one outside of Ohio State has multiple receivers in the top 10 grade-wise on pro football focus. No one. And Ohio State has three. The second highest graded receiver in the Big Ten is Jackson Smith and Jigba, 83%, just behind David Bell. And most of that is because he has five drops. If he didn't have those five drops, he would be well higher than David Bell. The number uh, number five graded receiver, Chris Olave, 81%. Number eight graded uh, receiver, Garrett Wilson, 78%. So three in the top eight in the Big Ten. All three in the top six in yards per game in the Big Ten. So you talk about productive. How about this? The, here's a side note. Jackson Smith and Jigman and Garrett Wilson are tied for the most drops in the Big Ten. They have five drops. But Jackson Smith and Jigba is quietly kind of the most impactful receiver, right? He has, he's, he's more of a possession guy, not as much as of, of a deep threat, but he has the highest receiving percentage on intermediate throws, throws from 10 to 20 yards in the entire Big Ten. 86% completion percentage when C.J. Stroud throws it to him on those intermediate throws. That's wild. And how about this for you? You want the craziest stat? Today's going to be a fun fact day, a fun fact show. The craziest stat ever, Garrett Wilson right now is entirely, completely, dominantly uncoverable. When a team plays man-to-man. Right now, in man coverage, he is a 10 for 10. 10 attempts, 10 targets, 10 completions for 158 yards, 3 touchdowns. Three, 3 out of 10 times, they play man coverage and they throw it to Garrett Wilson. It's a touchdown. He's uncoverable. The trio combined is 25 for 31 in man coverage. 81% completion percentage against man coverage for 373 yards and nine touchdowns. That means 30% of the time that a team plays man and CJ throws it to one of the starting receivers, it's a touchdown. How fucking nuts is that? So as we break down this, first of all, nuts, 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 nuts stat. Um, and then you look at the linebacking core that Penn State has. I mean, they're they're decent. I mean, I, I like them in the run game. I'll tell you the one, the most overrated player on this defense is their linebacker, Brandon Smith. Um, what he's, I mean, just... He's a very average player. I mean, really below average in the run game. He's a big athlete that, that can run a little bit. He's decent in, in uh, throw game. And when you look at the D-line, I don't even look at the D-line because I want to just share something with you. Big Ten rate, ratings, offensive line. Let's go to tackles. Number one tackle in the Big Ten, Dewan Jones, 90%. Number two tackle in the Big Ten, Nick Petit-Friere, 88%. They're both in the top five nationally. We have Ohio State has two of the top five tackles in the country starting. By the way, Thayer Mumford was a top 10 tackle last year, and he's playing guard. So they have three of the best tackles in America in this offensive line. Insane. And then you look at their guards, right? Number five guard, uh, uh, the fifth highest rated uh, guard, graded guard is Paris Johnson Jr. The ninth highest graded guard is Matthew Jones, and the 12th highest graded guard is Thayer Mumford. Thayer 
I'm not gonna lie. Thayer struggled a little bit with his position switch. He he he's used to having that edge, and now he's got to work in combinations, right? And, and it's just very different when you play guard. On at tackle, you know you're gonna have the contained rusher, right? He's gonna be a wide end. He may counter inside on a pass rush, but you have that edge to. It's harder to do, but it is. There's some comfort knowing I don't have to worry about anybody else. I just got to block this guy that's on the edge, right? At guard, you have to slide in in combinations, right? And, and you got to help the A gap for the center and block the B gap. You just have more going on right so that, that he struggled a little bit and then Luke Weibler is is the seventh highest graded center in the Big Ten so that's obviously not not outstanding for for a league that only has 12 teams so he's seventh out of 12 he's obviously their weak link with there a little bit but um I, I look at that and I'm like good luck like who who's who is gonna do anything this is the best offensive line in the country it's not even close and then you add in everything we just talked about I'm not even gonna talk about CJ Stroud today because I've already talked about it at nauseum uh, this week and pretty much every show. But you add in Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams, this offense is by far the best offense in the U.S. of A. And it ain't close. It's really not. I mean, the top two running backs in yards after contact average in the Big Ten are these two, right? Travion Henderson averages 5.6 yards after contact. He gets another six fucking yards after he's hit or makes a guy miss. Six yards. Mayan, Mayan Williams is 5.1. He gets five yards after someone hits him or tries to tackle him. Travion Henderson, that, that is second nationally. The second highest yards after contact average nationally. Mayan, fifth. Two top five backs at making people miss, breaking tackles, and getting more yards. Fucking nuts. Nuts. Now, what I am extremely excited to watch is the matchup between Penn State's uh, rush defensive end Arnold Ebikidi. Versus either tackle. I mean, you, you, we just said it. The two top tackles in the conference. Because this kid has the fourth most, most QB pressures in the Big Ten. He has 29. Second in the Big Ten with five and a half sacks. He's, he's a really, really talented pass rusher. He really is. So I'm excited to watch that matchup specifically. I don't think this game's going to be close. I think Ohio State wins by three touchdowns. I think they cover. I'll spoil what uh, our handicappers are going to say later in the show. But... Like I said, in any game, even a blowout game, you can learn something about a team. And that's what I'm watching right there. That rush end versus our tackles. How do they handle a really good pass rusher? You flip on the other side of the, uh, the ball, it's, I don't know. Penn State's offense is about as is about as bad as you think, I guess. The only thing I will say, they're one of only two teams in the country that hasn't fumbled the ball yet. But it all comes down to this. They don't have a run game, and they have Sean Clifford at quarterback. I got another fun fact for you. Did you know that he is the most efficient passer in the country on inter uh, uh, on intermediate throws ahead of C.J. Stroud? Seventy four percent adjusted completion percentage on throws ten to twenty uh, yards. The problem is when you go past twenty yards and he launches it downfield, he's second to last in the Big Ten. Thirty percent he hits deep balls. Tenth in the Big Ten when he's under pressure. Ninth in the Big Ten versus blitz. I mean, 43% when he's under pressure. He's not a good athlete. 57% versus blitz. He doesn't make people pay. It's just, it's bad. He's bad. I don't know what else to say. He's decent from 10 to 20 yards, but you start throwing blitzes at him. I mean, you got to blitz this kid. That's what you have to do. You have to go after his ass. Now, just a side note, as I was looking at, did you know, another fun fact, Ohio State has given up the third most passing touchdowns in the Big Ten, 11 passing touchdowns. The real question and why. Why have they given up so many? The, the answer is this. Where are the defensive ends, right? The highest defensive end we have in sacks is 30th in the Big Ten, Jack Sawyer, 
a kid that doesn't play very often, a true freshman, 30th in the Big Ten with two sacks. Where is Zach Harrison? Where is Javante Jean-Baptiste? Where are these defensive ends, right? The defensive end position is the biggest weakness when it comes to pass rush right now. We have no dominant pass rushers. I think Jack Sawyer and JTT are going to be. They're young, though. And fuck it, if, if no one else is going to get pressure, let them roll. We got to get home at some point, right? Ohio, Ohio State has to pressure quarterbacks, especially Sean Clifford. Now, you flip on the film of the inside guys, whoo boy. Haskell and Tylenol, Haskell Garrett and Tyleek, a.k.a. Tylenol Williams, are absolute beasts. Here's a fun fact of the day. Another one. You ready for this? Tylenol Williams is the most productive pass rushing D lineman in all of America. He's the most productive. Let me say it again. The most productive pass rusher in all of America. When you look at QB pressures per snaps pass rushing, right? You take the number of times he's pass rushed and then how many QB pressures he's gotten on those. And it's like, all right, every, I think it's like every th third pass rush, he, he does something. He pressures the quarterback in some uh, form or fashion. The craziest part about that is he's the only D tackle that is in the top 25. Freak of fucking nature. Tylenol the man, the myth, the legend, the stud. So I'm excited to watch this matchup against a really bad offense. And, and we got to see, can Ohio State dominate a bad offense, right? Because we've seen some bad offenses move the ball on them. That's just the reality of it. So I'm excited. Like I said, I got Ohio State by 21 points. I don't think it's going to be relatively close. Um, but I am excited to watch those little matchups, right? Can our defensive ends start to produce? That's the question, right? Can... Our offense handle a great pass rusher, right? Are they going to have the game plan for him? Or can Dewan Jones flat one-on-one -on -one block the, the one of the best pass rushers in the conference? That's the question. All right, so that's that's enough about that game. We're going to get on to Michigan, Michigan State, but first I got a quick, and, and I mentioned this before, they, they're not paying for this ad. This ad, I'm putting it on here because it matters to me, and I want you guys to utilize it. I want you guys to have this asset in your mental health journey to improve yourself. So we're going to get a quick word from one of our, who has been a sponsor of the show, but again, this is not a paid ad. I'm doing this because I think it's valuable. Here, Here's a quick word. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I want to talk about this for a minute because this is something that means a lot to me. Obviously, everything that I went through, mental health is a huge, yeah, I mean, it's a huge deal over across the country and it's a huge deal to me. So when this sponsor approached our show, I, I obviously jumped at the chance to add them to our, our sponsor reel. And it, it's, it's an unbelievable opportunity for you, everyone, really. Everyone needs mental health development and awareness. And um, it's really, I've, I thought about it, it as like, all right, is there something preventing you from achieving your goals or what inter what interferes with your happiness, right? And if you go to betterhelp.com slash menace, they, it's an unbelievable network where they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, whether it's depression, stress, anxiety, sleeping, anger, um, family conflicts, you name it. They can find a licensed therapist in a secure online environment to get you working on your mental health. I mean, all of it without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room without leaving your house, driving to a therapy appointment. You can talk to someone online at betterhelp.com forward slash menace. So you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It honestly only, you could get, in under 48 hours, you could be talking to someone. And if you don't do that now, I highly recommend it. I do it, and there's no shame in it anymore. It's 2021. It's all about bettering yourselves and, and 
all I would say is there's testimonials on their site. I checked it out when they contacted me and it's been awesome. I'm so excited for my journey. Wanted to share it with you. Obviously, they're sponsoring the show, but even bigger than that with Ryan Day's initiative on mental health awareness and everything in Buckeye Nation that that is going on with mental health awareness. I, this is an unbelievable opportunity. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com forward slash menace. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, it's betterhelp.com forward slash menace. There you have it. Little, little mental health improvement from BetterHelp. So make sure you check them out. At least go on, sign up, just check it out. Just see see what it's all about. I think it's I mean, I told you. Once I found out about it, I signed up. So I'm signed up. I'm uh I'm I'm I don't know the word. I I I am proudly telling you I'm signed up and I'm here to improve my mental health. And I will never not do that, by the way. Even if I get to where I think is just the best I've ever been, which I actually feel that way right now. I feel like my mental health is the best it's ever been. And I'm going to keep utilizing those services because it helps me keep pushing, keep improving. So anyways, let, let's talk about the game of the week, Michigan, Michigan state, the rivalry game, the little brother game. They're already putting shit out there. Mike Hart calling him the little brother that Devin Bush scraping up the logo and then getting their ass kicked. I mean, it's, this game is it's fun because they hate each other and they talk a lot of shit, I guess. And, you know, Michigan State's been kind of had their way with Michigan. I mean, they won last year and Michigan State was terrible last year. So Michigan is looking for revenge in East Lansing. Will they get it? So let's start with Michigan's offense versus Michigan State's defense, right? I got another fun fact for you. Did you know who the highest graded running back in the Big Ten is? It's not Travion Henderson. It's not Kenneth Walker III. The highest graded running back in this game and in the Big Ten is Michigan running back Blake Corum at 91%. He is a really, really, really good back. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Hassan Haskins is, a, is also a really good back. This run game is solid. They have a solid run game. And I think that is, I mean, that's what they're they're hanging their hat on. And you've seen Harbaugh doing some Stanford-ish shit. Stanford-ish shit. Like what he used to do back at Stanford a little bit when you watch the film. But here's the deficiency. Cade McNamara is not a good player. He's not. I know people are trying to hype him up as as you know he's improving, he's getting better, he's he's a good player. He's not. He's ninth in the Big Ten on deep balls, thirty three percent. Fourth in the Big Ten and intermediate, sixty two percent. And he this is the worst part. He's the twelfth best quarterback in the Big Ten on short throws under ten yards. Twelfth. Those are the easiest throws. So he can't throw quick game. He can't launch it deep. He's also 11th in the Big Ten when blitzed, 56%. He's just not a great player. You, sir, Cade McNamara, are the weakest link. Goodbye. It's a shame because Michigan State has the worst pass defense in the Big Ten. 285 yards per game, 62% completion percentage, almost 2,000 yards through the air. And I know I said I don't like talking about like total yards. And it's, I mean, it's true. Miami and Western Kentucky both threw it over 60 times on them. But when I watch the film, this pass defense is not what it used to be. You talk about back in 2012, 2013, 2014, like that pass defense at Michigan State was fucking legit. I mean, from first round corners, press quarters, in your face, everything was contested. It's not like that anymore. It's not. And they averaged 13 missed tackles a game. So I'm struggling to pick Michigan State when you, miss, when you average double digit missed tackles. You guys know how I feel about that. Now I will say this. This Michigan State D-line is nasty. Freak nasty. They lead the Big Ten in sacks, 26 sacks. Their defensive end, Jacob 
I, I don't I know I'm gonna fuck this name up. Panasuk is the the uh, number one in the Big Ten in quarterback pressures. He averages over six per game. Six quarterback pressures per game. Fuck it, Ohio State. We can't get three or two or one from a DN. He averages six per game. He has five and a half sacks. Forty five total QB pressures. And the top two D tackles in the Big Ten when it comes to quarterback pressures are on Michigan State's team. Jacob Slade has 23. Simeon Burrow has 18. So you're talking about just those three combined. Let's do the math real quick, right? That is 41 from the D tackles, 45 from the 1DN. You're talking about over 100 QB pressures this season from the 4D linemen. Wild. Wild. Now, I will say this. Something's got to give. This is a something's got to give game because Michigan is first in Power 5. All of Power 5 football, they're first in the country at sacks allowed. They've only allowed three sacks. So Michigan State gets after the quarterback at an elite clip. Michigan protects the quarterback at an elite clip. There you go. That will win the football game right there. If Michigan can protect Cade McNamara, I think they win the game. If Michigan State can put pressure on Cade McNamara, they win the game. It's going to be one up front when Michigan has the ball on offense. That's the game. Now you flip it to the other side of the ball, Michigan's defense, I'm going to be honest, Solid group. I mean, I've watched them this year. I thought they were a little overrated. When I cut on the film to evaluate it and really study it, I was like, wow, that's a solid group. They averaged six missed tackles a game. Uh, Aiden Hutch- Hutchinson is a beast. He is. I mean, he believe the hype. He's really good. He's second to to the uh, the DN. I'm not even going to say his name anymore. To Michigan State's DN in Big Ten, uh, in the Big Ten in quarterback pressures. He has 34 quarterback pressures. He actually leads the Big Ten with six sacks. And He's a solid, solid, solid player. I like Michigan's defense a lot. Here's the problem. Michigan State's offense has been fucking cooking. I mean, cooking people. I love it. I, I thought I was going to see kind of a an average-ass offense that's managed to win games, kind of like Iowa, right? Everyone was talking about Iowa, but I was like, no, no, no. This offense is not. It's fucking terrible. And there, it just was, and that's why they lost the game. I don't see that at Michigan State. First of all, Kenneth Walker III is one of the best backs in the country. I mean, him and Travion Henderson, and there's a couple other ones that I like. But he's ridiculous. How about this? 74% of his yards are after contact. We just talked about Mayan Williams and uh, and Travion Henderson when it comes to yards after contact. 74%. 733 of his almost 1,000 yards are after contact. He also leads the country in missed tackles force. He's a beast. He's a monster. He is. Now, this defense doesn't miss many tackles. So, again, something's got to give. Either he's going to not be as dynamic because Michigan is so fundamentally developed at tackling, or he's going to change this defense forever. Here's the thing about Peyton Thorne. You have to blitz this kid. You have to. I mean, he's 56% versus blitz, three of his interceptions versus blitz. He does not make you pay when you blitz. He is really good when you don't. And here, it's the most bizarre shit in the world, right? He throws the ball short or bombs. That's what he does, right? He is elite on deep balls, 53%. I think it's third in the Big Ten. 53, over half of his deep balls are caught. 50% intermediate throws. So he's around, he's, he's not an overly efficient quarterback. 81% on short throws. So that's that's really good. He can, he can complete those short throws that kind of get you those five, six, seven yards. But this kid lives on short throws and bombs. How about this? Almost half of his yards are on deep balls. in comparison. So you're like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? CJ Stroud has 25% of his yards on deep balls. This kid has almost half, almost double the uh, percentage of his yards are on deep balls. Why? Let's talk about it. The speed freak duo, right? The speed freaks, the most 
I mean, just they. You want to talk about guys that can run? Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor can flat fucking get it. I mean, they are elite speed, like Devin Smith type of speed. The most targeted deep ball, big uh, wide receiver in the Big Ten is Jalen Naylor. He's been targeted 17 times. Now, he's only hit 29% of those. He's only hit five of them, but they launch it to this fucking fast kid a lot. 17 times in what, seven games? Fuck, that's almost three times a game they throw it to him down the field, right? The sixth most targeted deep ball receiver in the Big Ten is his counterpart, Jaden Reed. Now, he has caught nine of his 14 deep balls. So let's think about that now. 17 and 14. Do your math. That's 31 deep balls between the two, right? 31 in seven games. That means four to five times a game, they launch it downfield to one of these two kids. And he's hitting at 64%. That's that's out. I mean, that's ridiculous. Jaden Reed is, I mean, when I watch the film, he's he, he's, a, he's a deep ball receiver. Um, he's also tied for the most deep ball deep balls for touchdown with, with four. Along, uh, he's tied with Chris Olave. So he's got four touchdowns on nine catches on deep balls. And then you add in, I, here's what I didn't know. I knew about those two just from watching. When I studied the film, Mr. Consistent, Trey Mosley, is their, he's their go-to guy on short throws, right? He's number one in the Big Ten on, on, on quick game, right? When you, when you throw a short throw, throw under 10 yards, he's the, the most effective receiver in the Big Ten, 92% completion percentage when the ball's thrown to him on a short throw. It's I, I I really like the receiver core. I mean, they're not dominant overall receivers, but they fucking launch it and they're good at it. And then they have Trey Mosley to come in and be your little dink and dunk guy that it's going to move the chains. Also, this O-line is the second most efficient O-line in the Big Ten in pass pro. 93% efficiency in pass pro. They're I mean, they're outstanding. The offense is pretty fucking good. It just is. I, I mean, I really like it. So... You got strength on strength here. You got weakness on weakness on the other side of the ball, right? And it's all going to come down to can Michigan State pressure Cade McNamara and can it's all about pressure here. It's all about pressure. Can Michigan pressure Peyton Thorne, right? Can they bottle up Kenneth Walker and not miss tackles? The missed tackles are going to tell you who wins this game. Mark, write it down right now. So I'm taking Michigan State straight up. Money line. Count it. I know uh, our handicapper is going to talk about how he would play it, and he's a pro gambler, so I would probably take his advice. But I'm taking Michigan State straight up. So there's my parlay for you, right? This weekend, Michigan State straight up and Ohio State minus 19 or 20 or whatever it is to win by three touchdowns. I'm, I'm parlaying both in the Big Ten Midwest monster weekend. So... That's what I got for you. Those are the two games. We're going to jump on with our, our lead handicapper right now and talk a little sports gambling before we end the show. So let's get to uh, the sports book Joker. All right. And being that it's going to, it's the biggest weekend of college football, uh, you know, of the season probably. And, you know, the, the, as this plays out there, the, that last weekend could rival this weekend, but we got a bunch of big games. So we had to bring the lead handicapper for menace to picks. If you, if you, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you guys haven't, Already checked out Menace to Picks on Patreon, on Twitter, on Instagram. Make sure you give them a follow. Um, absolutely scorching the game up 800 units just in October alone. We're calling it Locktoberfest, right, JG? Locktoberfest. Gotta love it, man. So uh, we, uh, we're we here to have a little conversation about sports gambling. First off, JG, tell me about – let's start with uh, Ohio State, Penn State. Obviously, Penn State coming, uh, coming in the horseshoe off of a, a brutal loss to Illinois, ruined this top 10 matchup. Tell me, tell me from a handicapper's perspective, what's this game look like? Talk about Penn State first. I mean, they had an opportunity to, to make this a potential de facto Big East championship game. We thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. Um, 
that they lose two games in a row. You know, they were they were up against Iowa at half, and um, then they come home and they lose to arguably the worst team talent-wise in the Big Ten. Uh, they couldn't believe Illinois' game plan and how Illinois just stuck to running the ball over and over and over again, and uh, they lose that game. So um, we, we haven't thought all along that, that Penn State was that good. Uh, we knew they were a very good team, and we thought this would be a tough battle for the Buckeyes. It probably still will be. Uh, to an extent, but Ohio State has covered basically every spread in October for the last three years. So uh, they're playing their best football right now. As you see, they're beating everybody by 50. I don't understand um, why this game's going to look any different than what Indiana looked like. Um, Jahan Dotson is, is a better player than Indiana has, I think, and there are some some talented players on that Penn State side. I'm not saying the Buckeyes are going to win by 50, but if you're trying to play against the Buckeyes right now in a game that they've had circled for a long time, uh, that's a tough ask. And we've been cashing out with the Buckeyes recently, so we're going to stick with that until we see anything different happen. What, uh, what is the line on the game? They're now favored by 19, 20 points. Uh, wow. So they're favored by three touchdowns. And, and Penn State, to me, is probably not going to score more than 20 points, and the Buckeyes will be in the 40s. So um, – so I'll just take the Buckeyes again. We've had them as a 20-unit infinity lock four straight weeks now, and we're just going to let it ride just like a, a game of a blackjack or, or poker or something. We're just let it ride right now on the Buckeyes. Nice. So taking the Buckeyes minus 19 or 20, whatever you whatever you get it at, right? We think it's, it's you say, a three-touchdown win minimally, right? Yeah. I mean, All right, they, cool. Well, let's they, let's let's switch gears from Ohio State, Penn State, and talk to me from a handicapper's angle. Talk to me about Michigan, Michigan State. This is a huge matchup for for the Big Ten East, like you mentioned before, and uh, the other perennial matchup in the Midwest. Talk to me about that line and where you see that hitting. It's funny because these are two top ten teams. They're undefeated, but right now, I think it's kind of a referendum on all of college football is these are not the best Michigan and Michigan State teams. There's been much better Michigan State teams. Um, Michigan State hasn't played anybody. They had a tough road road win, I guess, at Miami, Florida. That would be their signature win. Um, yeah. They're struggling mightily. So their schedule is set up nicely. Michigan, the same way Michigan at least has gone to Wisconsin and won and gone to Nebraska and won. So those are nice wins. Um, in this game, this is a game that's been dominated by Michigan State. Uh, they're 11-2 and two in the last 13 against the spread in this matchup. Michigan has not covered much recently in the last 10 Big Ten games. They did cover last week uh, late against Northwestern, and they got a cover at Wisconsin. But other than that, they've been a team that's struggled to cover against the Big Ten. So just on historical stats and those stats in general, I would lean taking any points I can get at home. This just it, – it, it says to me probably it's going to be a three-point game one way or the other. Uh, mm -hmm. Both teams are pretty similar from a talent standpoint. Michigan probably has a little bit more talent, but that hasn't mattered in this matchup for, for 15 years. Um, yeah. It's been something that, you know, Michigan State rises to the occasion in this game last year. They won straight up as a 28-point favorite. So is it a revenge game or is it just um, Michigan State has a little bit of mental edge in the matchup? Um, I would just take the points. I, I think taking four points is fine. And, you know, if Michigan wins by a field goal, um, good for them, and you can still cover. And if, if they go out and prove that they're the better program right now, uh, they haven't done that yet. So, no, they really haven't. That, that's that's a fact. And and I've already broken it down earlier in the episode. But um, but so you Michigan Michigan State plus four or whatever you know 
whatever the plus points are. Is that, that, that what the spread is, plus four? Yeah. Nice. Love that. Now, talk to me about anything else in the landscape of college football. But before we get there, I do want to ask you about Florida-Georgia. It's an interesting matchup because Florida obviously has underperformed. They haven't looked great on offense. Uh, they don't really have a quarterback. This AR-15 kid is a dynamic player, but he's not You know, he's not a true quarterback. But my, my issue is this, and I, I talked about it earlier on the episode. Dan Mullen has to win this game. He has to. He has a similar record to, to um, the previous head coach, Jim McElwain, and now he's sitting at 4-3 and three right now. If he goes 4-4, four and four, I think he's done. I think he's out. So he has to beat arguably the best team in the country, certainly a top three team, one of the top three teams in the country. What's going to happen? What, where, how do you see playing the Florida-Georgia game? Because I think there's I interesting sides here. Upset Georgia. Um, Georgia doesn't beat themselves. Uh, their, their backup quarterback, their quarterback situation has been weird, but – uh, in their style of play, their quarterback doesn't have to do that much, and and both of their quarterbacks are competent. So um, it really doesn't matter for me who plays quarterback for the Bulldogs. They have a tremendous running game, and they have the best defense in the country. They they're the bona fide best team in the country right now, without a question, to the one seed. Uh, Florida is not going to be able to beat them, whether the game is and at, at the swamp, and of course it's not. It's it's a um, neutral site in Jacksonville. There'll be plenty of Georgia fans there. Uh, yeah. Me, that ends up feeling like a Georgia game, actually, even though it's in the state of Florida. And um, no, I, Georgia wins and they cover because Florida's not going to be able to crack 17 points in the game. No, uh, no way. So if if Georgia gets to gets to 30, um, they cover easily. So what was the line? It's two touchdowns. It's a 14 point spread, and and you know I don't know whether it's 28, 14, or something close, but I, I'm not investing any hard earned. Um, hard-earned money in, in the Florida Florida Gators beating the Georgia Bulldogs, who are one of three teams that can win the national championship. It's just Georgia, Alabama, or Ohio State. Cincinnati fans are, are hoping they're in that, in that mix, and um, Cincinnati has, hasn't proved it on the big stage yet. They, you know, they snuck up on Georgia last year in a smaller bowl game, but it's for them to get in the playoff and have to play Georgia, that'd be a different experience. Yeah, no, it definitely would. I, I think, but you talk about a program-changing uh situation i mean if cincinnati can make the playoffs they don't have to win they just got to make it there to go there their players experience that have all the content to use in recruiting i mean it'll be a difference maker for their program moving forward the 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 final four was um georgia alabama ohio state and cincinnati that'd be awesome that'd be awesome and i honestly i think that's what it could be unless i mean someone's got to knock off oklahoma and expose them but and until that happens you're gonna have a real debate on your hands uh who that fourth team is is it oklahoma or cincinnati it's just crazy and or or do they jump them think, over ohio state because ohio state has a loss i think it'll be interesting to see beat oklahoma um, yeah. i don't think they beat the other teams but i think i think the way they're they've performed consistently they would beat oklahoma in a head-to-head i agree i agree um so it, the G- Florida Georgia game is really, really uh, a cool experience. So I'm excited to watch that. We're saying Georgia to cover, Ohio State to cover, Michigan State plus points. That's a, the three picks for the three games. Now, just tell me anything else you love n- nationally. Like, what's your best bet of the weekend? You look at it and you say, "This is it." Like, I'm locking this one in. Um, I probably Iowa. Yeah, I think I was going to Wisconsin. Are they minus three or what's the, what's the line? They're they're a three point underdog, which Plus to three. me is Vegas representation of uh, Wisconsin beating Purdue after Purdue beat Iowa at Iowa. And that was a tough game for Iowa to get prepared for Purdue. You know they they they're kind of an awkward team to play against. Iowa loses that game after the big emotional comeback against Penn State, and then 
Wisconsin plays at Purdue, and they always beat Purdue. Uh, they've beaten Purdue 14, 15 times in a row, so that game doesn't mean anything to me. I think that Iowa is a better football team than Wisconsin, and um, I think they're going to go up there and they're going to win that game. Uh, that, that would be a very strong play for me um, for on Saturday at least. Love it. So Iowa plus three and a half. There it is. Um, strongest play of the weekend and certainly in, in the Midwest. Um, and we'll obviously have other plays. So if you're interested, go ahead, go over to patreon.com forward slash menace to sports and uh, check it out. I mean, daily plays just absolutely killing it, especially football, but shit on Tuesday. I mean, I got, I got a car, I got the card posted. We got it all posted and I look at it and I, I was going to bet on the Astros and sure enough, the, the sports book joker threw through the blade Braves money line out there and the Knicks minus one. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's ride. I parlayed them together. That's that's plus 300 parlay and just absolutely crushed it. So appreciate you, JG. Keep putting out the fire picks and appreciate you coming on the show. Let's go, guys. Have a good one. All right, we'll see you. There you have it. Menace to sports out. Sports gambling, two big games. Like I said, I was going to get to uh, Florida-Georgia. Georgia's going to win the game. I mean, it's, it is what it is. They're going to cover. They're a much better team. Florida is in turmoil. And Dan Mullen will get fired. I'm not excited. I mean, I, I don't hate Dan Mullen, so I'm not, like, happy about that. But I think that's what will happen. So... Thank you for tuning in. I ho- hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, I'm here for feedback, man. I'm tra- if you can't tell, I'm pouring everything I have into this into this platform. We're doing this at end uh, week's end after Friday morning show. We have done eight shows this week, eight in five days. And I'm gonna do you know what? I'm gonna do the math on how many hours of radio or radio podcast that is. But eight shows in a week, man. I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you for helping it grow, telling your friends about it, tweeting about it. That's the big thing. Tweet about it, man. Post it on social media. Post it on Instagram. Tag us in it. We are trying to make this thing go. And if you enjoy it, please help us. Please help us do it. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate you. Hope you uh, hope you enjoyed it, man. Hope you were entertained. And you know what we say? If you didn't, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Watches downfield. It's Olave. He's got a touchdown. Ohio State. Why am I talking to you? You're not even in football. Yeah. Did you even play to the high school level? You took journalism. It's a bunch of nerds interrupting people who know what they're doing. <laughs> Goes to the corner, dies in the corner. He didn't get there. No, they say he did. And Indiana wins. The commissioner could literally punt a baby with his wingtips on. I'm still going to watch on Sunday. Looking for the deep ball. Touchdown, Ohio State. Garrett Olsen. I don't condone the man's actions, <laughs> but it's football. I have to watch it. This is all I have. Down, it's Brees Hall. He doesn't go down. He might go all the way. He stays on his feet again and scores. I wasn't going to hit a woman, but then that guy in the Ravens did it, so I guess it's okay.